Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Adam Kligfeld. I came across an aphorism this week that has stuck with me since my eyes first read the words. It was an article with an interview with theoretical physicist Frank Wilczek, who said an enormous amount in very few syllables. He said, the world is big, but you are not small. When a theoretical physicist says the world is big, he's saying something enormous. That the reaches and the expanses of the universe and reality are way beyond human comprehension. Therefore, how can anyone deed you do or day you live or word you say have any cosmic significance. Other hand, you are not small. In fact, to you, your world is everything. Your mind, your thoughts, your worries, your joys. That's the entirety of your reality. And somehow, Hasidic wisdom and theoretical physics wisdom agree with each other. Because Hasidic wisdom would say that I am only dust and dirt, I am nothing compared to the exceeding greatness of God and reality. And at the same time, the world was created for me, which is not an egotistical statement. It's a statement of what it means to live as you. You must believe on some level that the world is here for you to live in it. This jumble has been in my mind this week and given some color to the personal and professional and rabbinic week within which I find myself. Sometimes from this bima, I just teach the Parsha. Find something that is emerging from the verses that the members of the Samuel family read so beautifully today and illuminate an aspect of it. And sometimes I attach the Parsha to the headlines. And sometimes my muse is speaking in a very personal way from my own real experiences. That's where I am today. I'm in a stretch where I have the great blessing, but a heavy heavy blessing. It's a blessing because it's a blessing to be that involved in people's lives. But a heavy blessing to officiate at three funerals in a five-day period, including a very tragic one for which I'm flying to New York tonight to officiate at the funeral of a 31-year-old man with whom I was very close in my former congregation who got engaged last Saturday night and passed away on Monday night. And in preparing what I'm going to say tomorrow at this funeral, my mind has been both awash in memories of his childhood and his teenagehood and also grander themes being very wistful about the passage of time the concepts of life and death and celebration and mourning and what it all may mean. And what I've come to, and I'm not the first one to come to it, is that this thing that we call space and this thing we call time, we don't really own it. We live as if we do. We, we live as if that which belongs to us really does. 
We live as if we can capture time and we cannot. Even some of the words that we use represents our illusory relationship to reality. Certainly in the West Coast, this was new for me before I moved here, people referring to their final resting places, their funeral plots, as real estate. That's an interesting mind game. There's nothing we own less than where we will spend eternity. But by using that English phrase, it's as if we can capture the cubic feet in which our bodies will remain. And on some level, even though a little bit less morose and heavy, this is the dual message of Parshat Bahar, a Parsha which Eleanor has already explained to us so beautifully. That law of Shemitah that you let the land lie fallow every seventh year. Even though you want to exploit it for everything it can give to you. Look, the fruit is ripening. Why can't I go pick it? And the law of Yovel, of Jubilee, suggesting that the property you've developed and the wealth you have amassed has to eventually go back to original owners. It's reinforcing both. We don't own space. We don't own time. All we can do is sanctify it and make our sojourn in space and time as holy as possible. With the mitzvah of Yovel, the language is actually explicit. The Torah says, V'kidashtem, you shall make holy, kodesh, sanctified. At Shnat HaChamishim, that 50th year, that 50th year does not belong to you. It's yours to make special. Ukratem jor, claim a liberty. Ba'aretz, throughout the land. V'shavtem ishalachuzato, each person will go back to their original holding. V'ish el mishpachto tashuvu. Each person will go back to their original family. According to a commentary called the Hamek Davar, written by the Netziv, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, who's a late 19th, early 20th century Lithuanian sage, the word Yoveli, Yovel, from which we get the English word Jubilee, what's the word mean? Yovel, what's the etymology? He says it's related to the word Hovala, which means a relentless moving, a passage from one to the next. If you're in Israel and you're behind a truck that's moving slowly, moving things from one place to another, it might have the word hovalot on it, because that is the name of the uh, industry in Israel where goods get transported from one place to the next. Hovalot, yovel. As if to say that all of reality is a relentless, inevitable moving from one place to another. We are journeyers. Even if we live in the same house our entire lives, in the sweep of time we are itinerant. One day someone else will live where you live. One day far in the future, someone even may be buried where you may be buried. Or something else will be there entirely. We own nothing. But we can sanctify everything. Now, I learned this week, as a non-sequitur, that Jim Croce was Jewish. Anyone know that? The songwriter Jim Croce was Jewish. He was not born Jewish. He converted, married a Jewish woman, traditional service under a chuppah. It's one of two interesting things I learned, coincidentally, about Jim Croce this week. And the other that I learned is related to his most famous song. Sing along with me. 
If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. Now, that song came out in November 1973. Hold that thought for a second. If I could make days last forever, if words could make wishes come true, I'd save every day like a treasure and then again I would spend them with you. And why is it interesting that the song came out in November of 1973? Because Jim Croce died in September of 1973 in a plane crash with some of his most recent compositions not yet having been published, which means that this evocative, beautiful song was prescient and filled with harrowing wisdom, an awful prophecy about what was about to happen. If I could save time in a bottle, I can't. If I could make days last forever, it's impossible. But the recipe for what to do, even though we can't, is the same. To save every day that you do have and to spend them with the ones who matter most. To save every day like a treasure. In other words, make them holy. Realize that you don't own the day and you don't own the house and you don't own the time or the space. Whatever year we are in the cycle, we are on some level always living Shemitah life. Reminding us that we don't control the earth. We are always living Yovel or Jubilee life. Reminding us that even the things that seem the most ours, our possessions, our homes, these are temporary rentals in the expanse of universe time, of God time. We can invert the focus of that quote by the physicist Wilczek. You are not small, that is true. You and your days and your pains matter. But the world is big bigger even than the greatest theoretical physicists can imagine. And to have some humility about that might put us in the right direction in our lives. I don't know. Maybe Jim Croce studied Parshat Bihar in his conversion class. Maybe he just had preternatural wisdom about how life really was, that no matter how much time you think you have, There never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. Enough time? None of us will have that. But you have some time, and you can make it count. So the world is big, but you are not small. In this short sojourn, this temporary lease of time and space, You can focus on making things holy. Focus on mitzvot, even becoming a daughter of the mitzvot. Focus on turning as many of the ordinary moments and places that we pass through to be spilling over with extraordinary. Because there may be no more Jewish or supremely human way to live. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. 
If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.